Welcome to the Active Investor Show. This is Chris Kumi, your business godfather. I've worked with businesses for over three decades as a business attorney, business consultant, and business owner. My mission is to help you get more out of your business, your assets, and your life. The Active Investor Show is dedicated to helping people thrive in the you're-on-your-own world we currently live in. There's potential massive changes coming, and so if you position yourself well, you can have amazing financial success in this current environment that we're in. However, if we do nothing, then we're likely to get surprised by the massive changes that are in store for us. And so as active investors, you know, one of the things we have to look at is to raise our expectations and break free from the passive financial investment model. And for those that are students of the market, you know, last week it looks like the market had reached its high and is starting to sell off off of those highs. And you know, we've had a remarkable run since Trump was elected to mid-March. And during that time, you know, it was fueled by optimism. But it's really important to get into what that optimism is about. And that optimism is fueled by a couple of things. One is an expectation of tax cuts for individuals. A second item is tax cuts for corporations. And a third item is investments in infrastructure. And so, you know, what people are reacting to is they're expecting, you know, a trillion dollars in infrastructure spending. They're looking at, you know, several trillion dollars of tax cuts for individuals and several trillion dollars of tax cuts for corporations. And that's what's fueled this latest run-up, you know, from November into March. But I think what's happening is that the Trump administration, one, is starting to put out a time frame as to when those things might happen. And most people thought that was going to happen relatively quickly. You know, we expected Congress to have plans in place to know what they're doing and be ready to go. Well, a couple of weeks ago, Congress laid out a, 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 their, their schedule, and, that, and the Trump administration kind of went along with it, saying, you know what, we're going to do things orderly. We're going to first focus on health care, and then we'll work on some budget and we'll be, the closest we'll get to the earliest we'll get to taxes will be in August, and that strikes me as a concern based on the current market was expecting, you know, taxes to be cut in 2017. By the time we get to August, then what we're really looking at is the impact doesn't really come into effect until 2018, because the government's fiscal year runs from October through September. If they're not passing anything until August then the likelihood of it impacting this year is pretty low. And the discussion on infrastructure is that that's going to take even longer. And so while the economy is doing fairly well and people are excited about the prospect of these changes, the likelihood of the, these three positives actually having any effect in 2017 is going down every single day. And even of more concern as we look at kind of the initial healthcare rollout that, you know, everyone was expecting this has been being talked about for seven, eight years. We're going to repeal Obamacare. We're going to replace it. It turns out there really wasn't a plan in place at all. And, you know, what's been proposed is already largely derided by a significant number of the Republican congressmen as well as the Democratic congressmen. And so the likelihood of 
that bogging things down, I think, is pretty great. And so it doesn't look like that's going to make much progress. And if that doesn't move forward, the next thing looming on the horizon in March and April, instead of messing around with the, you know, the health care, what they're supposed to be doing is getting the budget set and be, you know, passing, you know, passing new debt ceiling and things like that related to 2017. As the health care seems to be bogging down, then those, those conversations are going to bog down, which will then take that August date for tax cuts and make that and probably push that out even farther. And so my concern is that here we have the markets have charged up in anticipation of Congress getting something done. And what Congress is showing us is that they're totally unprepared to get anything done. And so I think last week we saw the peak of the market. So the S&P 500 went up to 2,400, and it shot up there, and it got up there with great energy and emotion. And earlier this year, Goldman Sachs had put out its recommendation and its expectation of the market. And what they said was, we expect it to get up to 2,400 and then fall down and finish the year maybe you know, closer to 2,300, 2,200. And so I think what's happening is that Goldman Sachs prediction is in process right now. And so for passive investors, everything that, you know, everything that you've done so far, you've gotten all you're going to get. And the likelihood of getting more is totally reliant on Congress getting their act together, which we know is a low likelihood possibility. And having Congress then actually pass a budget, then having Congress pass tax cuts for individuals, then have Congress pass tax cuts for companies, and then have Congress get involved with infrastructure spending. And based on all indications are that there's no real plan in place, the likelihood of those things actually passing seem to be extremely low. Now, maybe Congress can get their act together, but it seems to me that the likelihood of those things coming into effect in 2017 is extremely low. And if that's the basis for the market charging up 15%, it's the lack of that will probably be, you know, reduce, you know, reduce the market by that 15% or so. And that's the danger of being a passive investor is that you're totally reliant on other things happening. And, you know, everyone is excited that things went up, you know, 10, 15%. Well, you're going to give all that back if you don't do anything. And even worse, you know, going forward, the likelihood of getting more than single digit returns is incredibly low. So, Take a hard look at, you know, where your money is. And so part of being an active investor is taking ownership of your assets and making sure that those assets are actually working for you and working in a productive fashion and giving you an opportunity to make at least double-digit returns. And if possible, you know, as you become a better active investor, going for triple-digit returns and beyond. And so... The reality is you have to raise your expectations when it comes to your money. You have to raise your expectations as to what you can expect in the current market conditions. And so, you know, one of the things that we did, I took a break from the podcast last week, in part because I, was, I, was, I had been working on a presentation, Active Investing in Trump's New World. And we hosted that on February 24th. We had a great response, but even more so, we had more people 
that said they wanted to do it in the future. So we're rescheduling active investing in Trump's new world for March 24th. And so we had 50 people in, in February. So we're expecting at least that many in March. And because we've had, we had basically 100 people say they wanted to go attend that event. So what, what we'd like you to do is go out to Eventbrite. If you're interested in that, put in your, you know, put in active investing, Trump, and you'll get, you'll get notification of the event. And with that, as if you become a member of the active investor community on LinkedIn, or if you follow me on LinkedIn, or if you join activeinvestor.us, you'll get a discount to that presentation. And so presentation is available for $500. And the goal is that you're going to make a lot more than that. But for folks that are following me on Active Investor, if you use the promo code AI, then you'll get a discount of 80% for that event. And the goal is to get you planning to be active investing in the current environment. Because the opportunities that are presenting themselves are absolutely fabulous. And we're seeing them shape up. But at the same time, you know, some of the some of the things that we're anticipating are reliant on these positives coming in. If those positives don't come into effect in 2017, you know, a number of the negative factors have already impacted the market. And so they're going to start taking hold and having an impact. <clears throat> and so when things are negative on aspects of the market, there's opportunities to make money as an active investor. And so this is part of being in tune with a community that's focused on making sure that the best opportunities are being pursued. And the active investing in Trump's new world will give you a guideline, give you kind of an, a focus area for for what you need to be looking at to make as much money as you can in the next several years. And part of the mission of this program is to help you make more money than you've made in your entire life. Because I think the magnitude of the changes that are coming are pretty significant. And you know the goal of the program is to help you position you as an active investor to do much better than what folks, you know, folks have been achieving as passive investors. And so follow me on LinkedIn, join the Active Investor Group on LinkedIn, and also take advantage of active investing in Trump's new world. It's Friday, March 24th, 10 a.m. It's a four-hour program. We'll also have a happy hour following that. So the goal is get you positioned so you can be successful in this new market environment. Active Investors Unite. I mean, that's the whole point of the active investor community on LinkedIn. And it's to help people, you know, take a little more ownership of their assets and to get more out of them. And, you know, one of the things as an active investor, you know, a lot of it is mindset. A lot of it is perspective. And part of it is asking your capital, what have you done for me lately? And building up the expectation that your money should be producing a lot more for you than single-digit returns. And, you know, I've, I've worked with a number of business owners over the years and, you know, they've made significant money. And then what they do is they take that money and they turn it over to a passive financial investment account. And what happens is they almost become divorced from their money. They don't even feel like it's theirs because someone else is handling it. Their expectations for returns are incredibly low, but they also know they're taking huge risks. 
And so it's an incredibly unsatisfying result where people that have been active investors, that have been successful in business, that want more out of their money. And, you know, part of this, this, this idea that, you know, you just put your money aside and, you know, you can't touch it, you can't benefit from it, and they become prisoners of their success. And so as an active investor, you know, part of this is, you know, figuring out using your skills, using your perspective to get more and more out of your assets. And part of it is just making sure that, you know, your money is being used productively. And if you're not being used productively, part of it is asking yourself, how can you find these better opportunities? And, you know, the whole investment environment up to this point has been kind of perverted towards passive financial investments. And, you know, we have 500 years of capitalist history. And for the first 470 years of capitalist history, people were actively involved with their money. People were putting it in businesses. They were silent partners. They were active partners. They were involved with their money. But somehow, over the last 30 years, you know, people have moved into this passive financial investment model. And it's referred to as financialization of the economy. And what's happened is that, you know, by moving money around, you know, the financial world has become more significant. It's grown from about 6% of the U.S. economy to about 20%. And basically, they're taking your money and charging fees, and that's what's accounting for this. And so basically, all they're really doing is doing some accounting, moving money around, and giving you single-digit returns or negative returns, and they're reaping the benefits of it. And, you know, think about this. If I came up to you and said, this is what I'd like you to do. Take $100,000 of your money, invest it in a business, you take all the risk, and we split the profits. Is that a good deal? And if I put my hand out to shake it, you'd say, no way would I accept that deal. And unfortunately, for the people using passive financial investments, that's the deal you're getting. Because you're basically getting, you know, a couple of percent return, but you're also paying a couple of percent in fees. You're also paying a couple of percent in expenses and a whole bunch more in opportunity cost. And for basically, you know, single-digit returns, the other folks are getting single-digit returns off your money as well, and they're taking zero risk. And as a business person, that just makes no sense. And so as an active investor, we need to start moving towards things that make more sense. And as we're you know, focused on building great businesses, you know, one of the things we need to do is figure out you know, what is it you're trying to accomplish and what is your business trying to accomplish. And this goes to that why alignment. And does the business, is it consistent with what you're trying to accomplish in your life, in the legacy you're leaving, and also in how you want to spend your time? And is it taking advantage of the innovations that are growing? And, you know, you need to become a student of innovation. You need to become a master and understand where things are headed. And you also need to have the third key component of building a great business is rugged team building. And that's having, having a system for getting folks and putting them into place and continually be finding people with great talent. And then it really comes down to you, you know, doing this in a systematic fashion and figuring out how you can start using your assets more effectively. And so as you take a look at where you're making your money now, my bet is, you know, there's five basic business models that you can tap into as an active investor. One is a cash flow business. Two are startups or angel investing. 
Three is intellectual property development. Four is real estate. And five is financial trading. You know, these are your best opportunities as an active investor. And as you go through these, as part of it is figuring out what is, what is the best fit for what you're trying to accomplish. And as we build our success plans out, it's having multiple strategies to preserve what we've got, having multiple strategies to generate the income we need, and having multiple strategies to build wealth and create wealth for the legacy that you want to have going forward. And so part of it is recognizing what is it you're trying to accomplish. You know, one of my clients came to me a few years ago, and he'd started basically something out of his passion and his hobby. And it was it's very specific in the cycling world, and it's basically a high-end manufacturer of very unique parts for folks that do, you know, that do high-end cycling. And, you know, he came to me and he'd started his business and he'd had some success. And he said, you know what, I want to get more out of this company. And so, you know, the first year, our mission was doubling the sales of the business. And so we set about really defining what that business looks like. So before we got started, you know, we, we spent a little bit of time kind of just identifying what the business model was, how it made money, how is it different than other companies. And, you know, one of the things I talk about is, you know, what are you best at in the world? And went through the exercise, and it didn't take very long. We basically got a clear idea of what the business was trying to accomplish and what areas it needed to develop in order to get bigger. And so that first year, we, you know, we were trying different things. And basically what I did is I worked with the owner, as he you know, worked through kind of the marketing side, the operations, the sales. And some things worked, some things didn't. But after the first year, he was able to declare a success that he more than doubled his business. And the next year we worked together, the goal was to double the business again. And so, again, we continued to work on a consistent basis, you know, using the principles that I talk about here, the why alignment student of innovation, rugged team building, and using the owner's, you know, unique perspective, basically producing something out of his own efforts. And through those efforts, you know, the second year, he wasn't able to achieve the goal of doubling the business again, but it did grow by 80%. And so now in the third year working together, we're back on track for helping that business grow by more than double. And, you know, that's the type of return we're looking for as an active investor. You know, if we can use our, use our expertise and focus on the areas that are going to have the greatest impact on the value of your business, that's where you as a business owner, as an active investor, is going to get a lot more out of your business, out of your company, out of your efforts. And so, you know, we were able to take that business, that business called Kogel Bearings, and you can find them online at kogel.cc. And what they do is they provide high-end, you know, bearings for cyclists. You, you know, ceramic and what they are more efficient than the traditional bearings that cyclists use. And if you're trying to get, you know, save seconds and have, you know, more success as a competitive cyclist, this is exactly the type of tool that you're going to use. And so what's happened is you've been able to build up a great content marketing strategy 
And he's now in over five continents, and so he's expanded geographically. And so that's one of the things as an active investor. As we get really good at something, as we you know, have an understanding of what we're trying to accomplish, one of the things, the more specialized you get, you need to expand geographically to really benefit from you know, the power of what you've built. And so part of it is you know, having the perspective, having the vision to, to want to gr- double your business, right? to get 100% return on your efforts. And so as an active investor, ask yourself this, what are your growth goals this year? And are you getting them? And if you're not getting them, are you working with someone that can help you get those type of returns? Because that's what you know I do through my own active investing is help people take their dream and put it into reality. And if you're not pursuing that, you know, if you have all these ideas that aren't being followed through, part of it is to give yourself an accountability program. And, you know, what I do with with companies, it's laid out in my book called The Business Godfather Treatment. You can get that online at Amazon. But it basically lays out the process I use to help people build more valuable businesses. And for you, if, if you're looking at a business, you know, we talked about the different business models, but how do you take an existing business and get more out of it? That's part of applying that process. And, you know, the business godfather treatment basically is set up so you can do this yourself. Um, you can also ask, you know, if, if I'm available, I may be able to help you, if that's something that makes sense for the two of us. But the key is for you, are you thinking big enough about your business? Are you thinking big enough about your opportunities? And are you doing something about it, right? It's easy to think big. The question is, what are you doing about it? And what steps are you taking to try to double the size of your business this year and get the most out of your active investing portfolio? And as you're focused on growing that active investing portfolio, you you need to be aware of what's going on in the current market environment. And that's where the active investing in Trump's new world program comes in. And, you know, we have the live session coming up on March 24th. We also have this available via webinar. And so if you don't have the time to make it on March 24th, then you can get similar information by getting the webinar. And that's available for you at activeinvestor.us. And it's the same presentation but it's, it's done in a way where you'll be able to digest it and use it for your own benefit. Um, you'll be able to rewatch it, rewind it, and really start building out your own active investing plan. And one of the things that I've heard from a number of folks, they're already starting to put into effect what we talked about just a few weeks ago. And they're starting to position themselves to take advantage of these macroeconomic changes that are in action, that are in place. Because I, I believe that we're going to have generational wealth creation opportunities based on what's happening, based on the magnitude of the change that's being presented by the Trump administration. And the question for you is, are you going to be able to take advantage of those opportunities at the right time? Are you going to be ready as those opportunities ripen? And are you going to be positioned and to be able to identify when is the right time to get in? And, you know, some of these opportunities are going to be long-term. I mean, they could be going on for years, maybe even decades. And so this is really a great opportunity for you to start understanding how to make more money than you've made your entire life. And so 
If you want to participate live, March 24th, 10 a.m. in Tyson's Corner, you can register at eventbrite.com. But if you can't make that, definitely download the webinar and get started building up your plan to you know, make money as an active investor in Trump's new world. You know, one thing baseball great Ted Williams said was, you know, God gets you to the plate, but once you're there, you're on your own. And, you know, that's so true for folks when they're in business and when they're making decisions about, you know, what opportunities should they pursue and how they should go about doing it. And particularly with baseball season upon us, you know, start thinking about, you know, everyone has the same opportunity to be successful when they step in the batter's box. The question is, are you prepared ahead of time? You know, are you in the right frame of mind? Did you build a plan? And are you executing on that plan? And so as we talk in the Startup Journal, you know, over the last several months, I've talked to you about the formation of, you know, one of the startups that I've invested in, and I've worked with them for almost three years now, and that's Ally Homes. And, you know, Ally Homes' you know, mission is to renovate America and change the home remodeling space. And, you know, we all know if you've ever tried to have your home remodeled, you know, the experience is kind of antiquated. It's not the most enjoyable. I don't think anybody I know has enjoyed their experience through yeah, using the traditional home remodeling approach. And so that those were the seeds of where Ally Homes was born out of. And over the years, you know, the business model, business plan has evolved to focus on you know, making improving home renovation experience. You know, the current business is focused on helping people refinish their decks as well as building new decks. And so they're available at deckready.net. And so at deckready.net, you'll see the process of taking it, an older deck, refinishing it, but Ally Homes also provides a full range of home remodeling services. And what they're bringing to the table more so than anything is customer service. You know, the focus is on, you know, making this a long-term relationship. You're going to be in your home for a while. The idea is why don't you have someone who's going to do your home remodeling that you can rely on, that you trust, that you understand is going to be looking out for you throughout the whole process. And so Ally Homes has picked a great business and a great model to pursue. But, you know, back, you know, when we first got started back three years ago, you know, we spent the summer working on the business model, figuring out what we were going to do. And, you know, one of the things we did was we went to a, you know, we, we, did, some, we did some investor conferences. We won some awards. But what happened was we had, we had a plan in place. And then, as with all great plans, one of the things that happened was rather than pursue the plan, Jacob, the owner, had an opportunity to generate cash flow. And he, at the time, he was still in school. And so part of Ally Homes grew out of a school project in his entrepreneur program at uh, UMBC. And, you know, so he's, he's, he's working full time and he decided to take on a home remodeling job. And, you know, as we talked about that, you know, my perspective was it was taking him off, you know, off focus on the business. And it was going to be a, you know, a distraction from building the core business and working on the customer service model. And so you can kind of see where this is going. Because Jacob, as a student, said, you know what? I know I can make more money remodeling this home. 
And so what happened was Jacob entered into entered into a negotiation, and you know, basically the person was very aggressive, and Jacob was, you know, wanted was very aggressive in this price quote, you know, trusting that everything was going to work out. And what happened was, you know, <laughs> over time, you know, part of what Jacob learned was the necessity, you know, to be protecting his own interest in these negotiations. And so he basically had someone who had a home, and I think I think the home was valued at about four hundred thousand dollars, and the goal was to do about a hundred thousand dollar renovation, and the expectation was after that renovation the home would have been worth about seven hundred thousand dollars, given what comparable houses in the area were going for, so a pretty significant you know wealth building opportunity for the owner of the business, certainly worth an investment in that, and you know Jacob you know got involved with this. Spent probably about six months on that house and, you know, spent a lot. He went through it, had to make changes. The expectations with the customer was different. The expectations with the county was different. And then after the first six months, and he was expecting to be done, it took a couple more months to get the final approvals. And so when all was said and done, you know, what Jacob had was a business plan that needed some attention but instead, what he did was he went and pursued an opportunity to generate cash flow. And this is something that happens with a lot of startups. Because when you're in a low or no income circumstance, you start looking at any basic opportunity. And so what happened with that? One, there's a lot of lessons learned. And the job was beautiful. It was completed well. And from the perspective of Ally Homes, Ally Homes basically made almost no money. You know, it came out to, I think we figured out, you know, a couple of dollars per hour for, you know, for all the effort, for all the blood, sweat, and tears that uh, Jacob put into that. And so this is kind of a cautionary tale. The whole point of building the plan for a startup is to actually execute on that plan. And it happens, you know, with startups all the time, you know, they'll put together their PowerPoint, they'll put together all sorts of fancy stuff, and But when it comes down to it, they start making decisions based on their perceived immediate need as opposed to the long-term need of the business. And certainly, you know, right now, Ally Homes is involved with some home renovations. It's something that they can do, but it's not their core business. And so starting off with something that you knew was not going to be your core, what that becomes is a distraction for your overall business. And so as startups, you know, we always have to, you know, follow the money when we're doing the analysis. And what we want to do is in our core business, in our business model, that's where we need to be generating income initially. That's where we need to be getting transactions. That's where we want to learn our lessons. Because then our lessons are going to help us expand geometrically as we continue to build out our business model. And what we what Ally Homes did was it definitely was learning. It definitely was in a learning curve, generating some income. But those lessons were not things that are valuable to the ultimate growth of the business. And so it was one of those that, at the time, it made sense. At the time, it fit into Jacob's schedule. I think going back, I think he would have realized he would have been better off spending more time focusing on his business model as opposed to, you know, building wealth for his customer. 
And, you know, his customer is very appreciative and has provided some great reviews. And, you know, work is beautiful. But at the same time, you know, as you're building a business, you know, this gets to the why alignment. You know, everything we're doing initially needs to make sense for the greater good of the business. And, you know, this is part of, you know, having, you know, having the long-term view of the business and recognizing overnight successes take time and that you've got to invest some of your heart and soul into it. And you may not get compensated right away, but make sure that the time you're spending is moving your ultimate goal forward. Because at the end of the day, you know, in the startup journal for Ally Homes, what that was, what, what that home renovation became was a big diversion. And it basically delayed some of the implementation opportunities, um, particularly, you know, in a, a business that's generally seasonal. And so that was, you know, but that was all within the first year of Ally Homes concept and Ally Homes starting to get off the ground. And so what we'll get into next time is, you know, some of the steps that Ally Homes went into to that traditional, you know, startup ventures go through, you know, looking in, it's kind of in the venture capital world that were good exercises, but didn't actually produce anything for the business. And if you have a deck and it looks, it needs some boards replaced or it needs to be freshened up or it needs a new coat of stain, you know, go to deckready.net and see what Deck Ready can do for you and how Ally Homes can help you enjoy the outside more. You know, springtime is upon us. And so you want to be out on that deck as soon as possible. And also learn more about Ally Homes. You know, they're you know, any, any project you might have, whether it's windows or doors, you know, we had them in our house. They did some painting. They gave us a doggy door so the dog can go outside. I mean, really an amazing range of services. But at the same time, you know, the goal is, you know, they're people that you can trust. They're people that you can rely on. And, you know, they're looking at giving you a great customer service experience. And so if you're looking at any kind of home renovations, go to deckready.net and get your, you know, your season started right. Um, for those of you who are active investors, you know, go t- follow me on LinkedIn in the Active Investor Group. Track me down at, at LinkedIn. But also take advantage of the program Active Investing in Trump's New World. You know, we did a session in February, well attended. We're doing another session March 24th, 10 a.m. in Tyson's Corner. If you're interested in that, go to eventbrite.com and put in active investing Trump and you'll get, you know, you'll you'll see you'll see the invitation. It's a $500 admission, but if you join the active investor group on LinkedIn, you can use the code AI and that'll get you an 80% discount off of that admission. And so take advantage of the opportunities to start thinking bigger about your money recognize the magnitude of the opportunity that's being presented with the policies put forth by the Trump administration and get ready to make more money than you've ever made in your life. And if you can't make the live event on Friday, March 24th, get the webinar and it covers the same content and will give you the same perspective that you need to be successful going forward. And so for the webinar, go to activeinvestor.us 
And at activeinvestor.us, you'll be able to register for the webinar. You'll be able to get some podcasts. You'll be able to see some other materials, blogs, etc. And so the whole goal is to give active investors an environment and a perspective to allow you to be successful in the current world and break away from these passive investment models and start making better decisions for you and your future. And so thanks for joining me today. And, you know, next week we'll get into some more active investor opportunities, what's happening out in the market, and where we're going to start positioning ourselves to make more money than we've ever made.